That's oh, an yeah. ASMR. That's, that's, that's a great. That's a, <laughs> it's called ambient noise, baby. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that is going to be the intro. It's the sound, of, <laughs> sound of my nightmares. <laughs> what, you don't like ASMR stuff? I hate it. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like the lips. Sean's chosen to own what makes him fear the like, most. Like the, the, like that stuff I'm fine with, but when the people are whispering, yeah, you can hear Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <clears throat> floor. <laughs> All right. We're taping. Tim's taping. Yeah. All ready for this? Welcome to the. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> All right, we're good. Sorry. We're good. Everything's fine. We're not even drunk yet. No. Welcome to the Brose Podcast, the podcast for bros who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I am every week on the Brose Podcast, by my three dear friends. To my right, Mr. Richie Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my directly across from me direction. <laughs> Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And to my left, reporting live from Westchester, Pennsylvania, the incomparable Timothy Hansen. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hey, buddy. How's everyone doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. This is round two of Rosé. I know. What? Follow through. Oh, man. Dude, I'll tell you what. When we commit to doing something at least four times, we can do it. So, (laughs) welcome to... Uh, the episode, round two of Rosé, episode 2.1 is what we're going to call it. So hopefully you listened to the first three episodes. If you haven't, uh, please go ahead and do that. It was it was the finest in audio, uh, in audio listening pleasure, I will say. So the premise, as always, is the four of us will get together, answer questions posed to us by the women in our lives, and answer them as only four bros who drink rosé can. Guys, I want to give you I want to start off by everybody giving a grade for our first 3 episodes. Like a, a cumulative average of the first uh, 3 episodes. Rich, I'll start with you. Um, well, seeing as how I don't remember much of the third episode, uh, and it has not been released yet, I'm going to give us a solid like B minus. Hmm. Now, would it have been a B plus if you had agreed to uh, eat the pizza with ranch dressing on it? Uh, I, had I not agreed to eat the pizza with ranch dressing, probably oh, that's right, not. you did actually eat it. Okay. Um, no, I think most most of our issues are probably still trying to figure out sound quality and a little bit of talking over each other. But besides that, we we do pretty. I solid. understand what you're saying. Exactly, this is perfect, perfect sound. Like this is this is this is like studio quality sound. Isn't that right, Tim? Nailed it. Great, Sean. Your letter grade. Uh, I would I would agree. A solid B minus. We're okay. we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We have to. You know, hit our stride still, but Tim. we're doing it. Tim, <laughs> completely concur. This is an A plus. You guys have to have more faith in yourselves. All right, so <laughs> have we met? I'm Catholic. I can't. <laughs> I can't be proud of myself. <laughs> so uh, we have a couple of rounds of questions to get to, but first, um, I believe we're starting with two truths and a lie again. Is that is that so? Yeah, that, I believe we should do that. All right, yeah. uh, Rich, do you have one uh, ready? So we, of course, we introduced. Um, our last show by giving uh, two truths and a lie about ourselves and uh, just to give the listeners an idea of who we are but you know things change and we get new listeners every couple of weeks of course uh, if you follow us at Brose what's what's our Twitter handle again Brose underscore podcast Brose underscore podcast if you follow us there then you'll you'll know about all our happenings and goings on but for the for the new listeners Rich why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself 
Alright, well, I am a ninth level Dragonborn Bard. I am the immortal Iron Fist. And I can't think of another thing. I don't know why. Well, uh, the second one is definitely uh, true, because, of course, you can think of multiple things. So I'm going to go with the second one. Is the truth? Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was that the Iron Fist one? (laughs) I totally screwed this up, because I had three... This was your idea, by the way. I know! Like, I had a third one. I thought this was only going to be a one-week thing. And like, like, four days ago, he's like, I've got my stuff all figured out already. And and I did. And then I was like, you know what? One of them is not that good. Let me think of something else. And I could have swore I had something today. Okay. Now I can't think of it. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Does anybody else have one? What, a two-truths and a lie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I have I mean, some. I, oh, I do. All right. Okay. All right, Tim, go ahead. I'm not wearing any pants. I'm the youngest of six, and I was born in the Netherlands. You are definitely not wearing pants right now. I mean, do I have to prove it? <laughs> no, I trust you. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We're good. Uh, all right, we nailed it. I, I remembered my third one. Okay. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, I'm a ninth level Dragonborn Bard. I'm the Immortal Iron Fist, and I don't own a single pair of jeans. Oh, we went over that. That you do not like jeans. I hate jeans. That's a good truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Solid one. Wow, that's really good. Now, there's supposed to be two of them. You're a knife-level bard, right? Yeah, I am. Okay, you are a knife-level bard. I'm a okay. knife-level dragonborn bard in D&D. I didn't know if you were, <laughs> you're actually like king of the Iron Fist. Like, no, the I, tech, I... Like a Tekken <laughs> champion. Yeah, yeah. King of the Iron Fist. <laughs> I forgot what you said already. <laughs> um, all right, I have two truths and a lie as well. <clears throat> I spent the last 17 years of my life modeling my life after the American alternative rock band Lifehouse. Like most of us, my life was obviously changed forever when I first heard their smash hit single, Hanging by a Moment in 2001. But it was not till 2005's You and Me that I finally came to the realization that the only way I would ever achieve true happiness was if I gave myself entirely to the study and practice of the Los Angelino Trio. My typical day-to-day dress of nondescript brown t-shirts, sufficiently faded blue jeans, and spiked brown hair with blonde highlights have frequently been described as, quote, quintessentially Lifehousian, unquote. I have unsuccessfully petitioned Cherry Hill Township to rename the town Stanley Kleinfall several times after the band's second album, though they always say that the 18th time is the charm. Additionally, while many spend their Decembers preparing for family gatherings and festivities, I spend a majority of my holiday season calling more FM 1011 in Philadelphia, demanding that they quit with the Christmas music, as it is substantially cutting into my valuable life house and sometimes daughtery time. Presently, I am participating in this week's episode remotely as I stake out lead singer Jason Wade's home, awaiting his usual return at 6.53 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for our weekly coffee date that he has yet to remember that we have. You'll remember this time, Jason. You'll remember. My second one is, each night after work, I pick up, each night after work, I pick up the mail, take a shower, and check each of the appropriate approximately 37 turtle traps I have set out in our front yard. If I find a new catch, I bring the turtle to the basement, spray paint on its shell, and place it in storage. Then, each year at Halloween, I dress up as Waluigi, collect all the shells from the prior year, walk to the, walk to the local U-Haul, and pull my homemade pipe frame go-kart out of a storage unit rented under the pseudonym Jimero Shiamoto. I spend the day driving around the King of Prussia Mall, throwing my year's supply of shells and moldy banana peels at unsuspecting shoppers while narrowly evading mall security. I am a massive hit on French television where I am affectionately referred to as the Mario Kart guy. I have no idea what they're talking about. And my third one is I am lactose intolerant. So, 
did you not understand? I don't think it's you know two truths and a lie, not two lies and a truth. Rich, I need you to guess an answer. <laughs> okay. So I, Lifehouse is you, our sponsor, apparently. Yeah. Uh, don't you eat pizza like all the time? Yeah. These are all false. Uh, <laughs> none of them are at all true in any way, shape, or form, and I've been deliberately wasting your time. Two, uh, two lies and then a third lie. Two lies and then additionally a third lie. <laughs> Um, all right, Sean. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, hmm. I don't know. I play the guitar. I'm currently drinking rosé. Mm-hmm. And I originated the the knock-knock joke format. Knock-knock. Who's there? It's me with a new joke format. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh... So I think this might be the end of the thrilling Two Truths and a Lie segment. Wow. Sponsored, as always, by uh, Lifehouse and the Knock Knock Joke Format. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this one, folks. Uh, I have here in my hand the first set of questions for this week's uh, Brose podcast. Are you ready? For the round one questions. Oh, yeah, we have another bit. Uh, Rich wants to talk about his rosé. Rich. It's not a bit. It's part of the podcast. We're all drinking different rosés. This is fair. This is, this is your segment. So we, before each, of our, before each of episode, bits. we're going to discuss one or two of the bottles that we're drinking the, tonight. Uh, Rich, uh, what is your bottle? Well, first, I will read. Let's all discuss the names of each of our rosés. Okay. I am drinking Rome to the Bone. It's a French rosé. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Mum Napa's Brut Rosé Champagne. Brut Rosé Champagne. So this is two straight uh, episode segments now where you have uh, where you're drinking your champagne rosé. Yeah, spite. It's my favorite thing in life. Spite. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Josh, <laughs> which is a. A blend from uh, Joseph Carr in California. Oh wow! Okay, but it's Josh. Yeah. Well, Josh is it? I was, so I was going to make a joke, more jokes about it being called Josh, but he named it after his dad. Oh, <laughs> so it's and Why, it is great. You never read the label. Uh, I'm so, drinking Silver Fox. The Silver Fox Rosé. Uh, I'm drinking Apothic Rosé. Peer into the secret garden, beyond the veiled gate, among pale petals, lies a refreshing blend. So, there's a lot of berries in it. It's strawberry, raspberry, and watermelon. So, there we are. I, I just want to say, tasting notes on mine, okay. the first thing is clear light pink color. This on tasting the tasting notes. I can taste mm, color. That there, light pink. <laughs> there was a while in the 70s when Daredevil could hear color, so... Maybe, oh wow! Maybe it's that. That's true. The, stra- the strangest villains Daredevil has ever, ever has ever fought against include Josh and Randy Bone. <laughs> All right. Um, this, so there's your tasting notes. Uh, does anybody else have initial thoughts on their rosé? Because we could save the rest for future episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's do that then. Um, now I can't find the envelope. Here it is. So I have here in my hand an envelope with one glass of wine on it that says "Use your imagination" on the back. So. Here we go. This is going to be fun. Uh, are you guys all ready for the the vagaries and the wonders of this envelope? I, I am prepared. Do I need to close my eyes and use my actual imagination? Your imagination. Or are we imagining that we're using our imagination? Mm. Oh, there's too many layers. Do, do you have your, your top, whatever the, uh, the thing is from Inception? Because that's a little bit much. <laughs> where's, right. where's, where's my fidget spinner? The fidget spinner, yes. 
You spin your fidget spinner. All right. Here we go. The first question. If you could have named yourself, what name would you have picked? Hmm. This is interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. All right, Tim. I'm starting with you. Uh, honestly, I probably would have gone with what my mom was originally going to call me, which was Jeremiah. Hmm. Just because it's, it's unique. You don't see a lot of Jeremiah's. And I love that song. The, like the she bullfrog? did not the Jeremiah's a bullfrog. bullfrog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna sing it. I want to get. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the rights to Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Right that, but, uh, I mean, you could be like that, Jeremiah that... was a bull toad. Toad. <laughs> then it's a parody. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, all right, Jeremiah's a good one. What about you, Rich? Um, see, that's hard to say because they named me after my grandfather's. I'm Richard Thomas, which is Richard is my dad's dad, and Thomas is my mom's dad. So, I don't really know what I would name myself. I don't have many, like, normal names that I would go by. Would you pick, like, a like a, like a fictional character or something? Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I can't think of one. I really can't. That's, that's actually a tough... Would you pick Josh? <laughs> no, I wouldn't <laughs> pick Josh. I don't like Josh at all. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That Josh, Josh. Josh. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Josh doesn't appreciate that. Sorry to all the Joshes out there, but I'm just not a fan of the word, the name Josh. Fun demographic fact. That's half my, the my, So my sister, Tess, 100% is on board with you hating the name Josh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Specifically I, Josh. There, yes. there, was, there was a kid that I went to elementary school with whose name was Josh. And ever since then, I've hated all Josh's because this kid was a bully. He was a jerk. I hated him, and I just don't deal with Josh's now. So uh, yeah, so this uh, th- this podcast comes down pretty hard on yeah. anyone named Josh. <laughs> really going in on Josh this week. <laughs> Sorry, all the Joshes out there. I'm sure you're great guys, but that one Josh, you know who you are. The coalition of Joshes <laughs> is gonna be at our door tomorrow. That Go that ahead. Josh is probably the same Josh who follows us but doesn't like us on Facebook. <laughs> oh, what an asshole. God. Um, I'm not particularly familiar, like uh, original when it comes to these things. I, I've always had the name Chase in the back of my head because I'm, you know, Chase Utley, Phillies fan, you know, he's a power-hitting second baseman. Do you understand how rare that is? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's just a cool name. It's just like it's, like, it's an action word. It's literally a verb. Chase, mm-hmm. dash, you know, stuff like that. So I, I would probably go with that because I, I am a simple basic bro. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on when I name myself. Because if it was, like, right out the gate, like, when I could choose, my name would be, like, Batman O'Brien. Yeah, <laughs> Batman O'Brien. But now I'd probably pick something, like, super Gaelic. I like my name yeah. already because it's you can't give me a nickname or you can just mispronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I like my Scene. name. I'm good with it. You can spell it, like, six different ways, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll keep you guessing. Yeah, same yeah, way each time. I mean, my only thing would be I would want something less common. There's so many Richards in the world that I like. I don't want to be like part of the masses of the Richards. I want to be something. There's also a ton of Shawns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's kind of an issue. Do you prefer Rich or Richie? Um, Rich mostly. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Like I've got so many different nicknames and things like that. Like at work, I go by Richard. Family and everyone they act, either call me Rich or even Walnuts. And then, honestly, I don't ever pay attention to what you guys actually call me. So it's just, I'm just like, oh, you're talking to it's me. Probably the best. I, I used to call you Richie until I got to know you better. Okay. And then I dropped the. For yeah, some reason, yeah. I got less familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but Richard. <laughs> yes. 
Dear friend. I'm just going to start calling you Richard Thomas Sweeten. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just go full out. Mr. Sweeten. Mr. Sweeten. That is the one thing I do love about my name is my initials are RTS, which is my favorite kind of video game. Oh. Real-time strategy. Oh. Real-time sandwich. That's what's up. <laughs> Real-time sandwiches are good, too. Mm. Nom, 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 um, The next question, uh, unless we have any more uh, name, name takes, anything like that? Not really. Yeah. I, that's, it's hard because I think... I've grown accustomed to my name. Yeah. You know? Like, I like it. It's, it fits me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so my name in French class in high school, I, I for some reason, decided my name was Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you. I think I saw, like, a French movie the weekend before we were supposed to pick our names, and I went with Jean-Baptiste. And um, there, were, there were people in the class who, like, we just didn't know each other's real names because we'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, Jean, Jean-Baptiste, uh, Celeste, you know, things like that. Um, and, uh, somebody found out that my name, uh, there was a girl in our class who found out my name was Matt, and, um, and she was like, I don't think you look like a Matt. I'm like, okay. And she's like, I think you look like a Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> it's like, you don't say. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the next question that we have is, who is the most interesting person in your extended family? Uh, I'm related to Steve Young. The football player? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. How so? Uh, my... Grandmom's cousin was his wife. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I used to. So, so here's the crazy thing. When I was younger, my grandmom had an autograph from him that she gave to me, and I promptly lost because I was like seven and had no <laughs> idea who Steve Young was. I'm like dope, and I threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> it was like the Sandlot when he gets the Babe Ruth ball. Yeah. I was like, just play with this. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, that's brutal. What a fool. But yeah, so that's probably the most interesting historical. Mm-hmm. Ish figure, right? That I can think of. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I mean, Steve Young's pretty good. Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it's on TV all the damn time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, what professional football player is in your extended family? Baseball player, not football player. Ooh. So, like, I don't remember how many generations. I don't even know his name. I'd have to look it up. But my mom keeps telling me all the time that, uh, like, my great, 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 whatever grandfather was the first pitcher for the Phillies. Really? Oh, dope. Yeah. Wow, okay. So you're going back, like, late dope. 1800s, early, like, 1900s with that? Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just know he was the first pitcher for the Phillies. That's wild. I want to say, I don't remember which side of the family. Delaney, maybe? I hate to say this, but just going by the fact that we have over, like, 10,000 losses as a franchise, I'm assuming that he lost the first game. He's going to play the odds on this one. <laughs> Very well could be. Yeah. Are they the losingest baseball team of all time? Um, They uh, might be. Which is like a combination of them being bad, but also they've been around for over 100 mm-hmm. years. Like, yeah. like, the Pirates are obviously a more garbage organization, but like they, they haven't been around for nearly as long. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe they are, which is great. <laughs> um, Rich, who is in your extended family that is of interest? Oh, geez. Um, that's tough to say. Uh, I... Hmm, my... I don't really think I have many no? interesting people in my family. Look, well, it could be like, like not even like not even like necessarily like oh they they have some like weird claim to fame or something like that. Like just interesting personality wise. Um, hmm. my uncle Carl, who is actually my cousin Vince's grandfather, I think. Okay. No, no, not grandfather. But still, it's like my my mom's uncle. Okay, is uh, I just swear to God, he's in the mob. <laughs> uh, maybe. So, right. so maybe. My... let's dig into that a little yeah, bit. Do you, do you really want to be coming forward about this? <laughs> uh, my 
family, my mom's family's maiden name is Guida. Oh, boy. So it's hardcore Italian. Yep. And every time I, I met him, anytime I saw him, any pictures we got of him, he was always stern looking. In jail? He, oh, no, he was never in jail. <laughs> he lived in he lived in Florida in a retirement village in Florida. So I mean, like, all right, maybe that's maybe that's a witness protection thing going on right there because mm. nobody else in the family lives in Florida. Mm. And then every picture we took of him or with him, he wasn't in it. <laughs> He's also a vampire. Even, <laughs> even better, he was like Barney from How I Met Your Mother. He did the same pose. No matter what was happening. What was his pose? It, it was like him standing there with his head like slightly ticked down, his hands in his pockets, and he's just like sitting there looking. <laughs> Not smiling or anything. Into the middle distance. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> just beyond the camera. Like, like, Not looking at the camera. It, it was like a, an album uh, cover. Like you don't look yeah. into the camera, you look away. Like that was always him. He didn't actually like, he didn't teeth smile. He like maybe slightly mouth smiled. And... Yeah, I, I, I was always like, this guy's got to be in the mob. He's got to have been in the mob. I, I have a couple of uncles. I have two uncles, exactly, who I believe are either in, like, the CIA or witness protection. So I completely can empathize with where you're coming from there, uh, amazingly. But uh, but the, I think the most interesting person in my family, I, I can't think of anybody with, like a, like, a legit claim to fame off the top of my head. So I'm going to go with my dad's father. Like, both my grandfathers were, were kind of cool dudes for the most part, but... My one grandfather has school points with me for a couple of reasons. He was in the Navy. Um, he uh, was a minor league pitcher for the Phillies. Uh, didn't make it to the majors, I don't believe. Like like Tim's great great grandfather, but um, but the the coolest thing about him was like he was just like he was like the general like just dad's dad for the most part. But he had a sent he said he said something that was like the complete antithesis of what like my father or anybody else in the family has. My father had like a thing where like birds would keep trying to nest at his house and he kept trying to like, shoo him away. And my grandfather kept trying to like poke fun at him like, oh, you know, they were there before you. And, you know, they, and at one point he just said, you know, when I was growing up, I had no fear of any creature. <laughs> I was like, that is the right. coolest thing I've ever heard anyone say. I fear no I man. fear no animal. Like, it was just like, I'm a friend to the, I'm a friend to the beasts. Like, it was so great. I was like, yep. Yeah, Grandpa Jack. So, so shout out to Grandpa Jack. Uh, may he live live forever. Um, and uh, he was he was absolutely like the, the friend of the animals, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, did you find out? Uh, you, I don't know if you're poking around for the Philly stats. I did. Uh, so his name's John Coleman. Okay. Which I yeah, that makes sense. That's in their family somewhere. My family tree is really effing weird. Uh, and he was a starting pitcher in 1883 and 1884. Oh wow! Okay. That's awesome. That's legit, man. That's great. Those old baseball stats are hilarious. There's um, there's a guy um named uh, Old Hoss Radborn. I don't know if any of you guys are, are you familiar with this stuff. There's a guy. Is legit. His nickname was Old Hoss Radborn. And in modern pitching, you know, obviously guys like, you know, there's a lot of modern te- modern technology, and with with uh, medical knowledge, knowing hey, maybe pitching a guy every single day is a bad idea. Give him rest. Give him Tommy John surgery. Whatever he needs. And old Hoss Radborn, there was a season when every other pitcher on the staff got injured, and he pitched 623 some odd innings. <laughs> had like a sub two ERA, and he just and and according to like this is, if you read up on him, basically he was like he wouldn't he couldn't do hit his arm to do anything other than pitch because by you know he pitched like 35 straight <laughs> days, which is. A, a, a horrible idea yeah. to throw like ninety pitches in in thirty five days every day, and he would like it would just be stiff as anything. But he but he was awesome. Like this is like 
and again, you can chalk a lot of this up to being like before baseball was integrated, so maybe it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. you're not going against the cream of the crop here necessarily, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, but, uh, but like, he was a, he was a, those old baseball stats and like what guys were willing to put their bodies through because they just didn't know any better was, mm-hmm. it's really hilarious to look at back. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, so, uh, any other family stuff? I've got another, another thing here. Um, I'm pretty sure I have some sort of relation to the Flummer's, uh, beer distributors in Philly. The who beer distributors? Flammers. Uh, I think it was like my grandparent and my grandmother's side on my mom's my mom's mom's family somehow. I really don't know. I don't I'm gonna know ask a really dumb question. Is that a play on the Mummers? Or is I, that like an actual family name? I have no idea. Okay. I really don't. I just remember like <laughs> they all worked at Flammers, which was a beer distributor, and then they owned a place we went to down the shore called Ponder Lodge. Okay. Or, uh, like, if you walked into... I remember, like, the whole dining hall they had. It was called Beer World. Um, and it was it was a golf course and, like, a whole, like, kind of resort area down in, like, Cape Mayish area. Okay. And so I have some sort of relation to that. I really don't... I don't know a lot about my family shopping. Like, yeah, do you get to, like, one of those, um, like, those, like, sociology projects where you just dig into, like, the last couple of years of your family... Or past, past couple of uh, rungs in your family yeah, tree. What is that thing? The... Oh, like the, oh, the 23andMe or, or genealogy? Yeah, or Ancestry. Mary and Ancestry. I were doing Ancestry.com. We were going through, and we got back to my uh, my grandpop's dad and, like, their birth records. And they so I, we found out they had a servant. But that whole, like, side of the family is crazy because apparently uh, my grandpop's mom was real young and his dad was real old. And everyone on his dad's side of the family thought she just married him for money. And so he <laughs> died, and they just disowned her so she had Whoa. like four kids and was just Whoa. on the street wow. like, yeah so my grandpa like grew up, shit. Grew up dirt poor but his, his family was super rich that's yeah terrible. but he's but he's yeah but he also used to talk about how he used to just walk along the street and find freshly tarred roads and they would chew the tar what instead of tobacco <laughs> like, yeah. It's bonkers. But it's free. It's just laying on the yeah, floor. Yeah, no, he's, he's a crazy old dude. But it's like a, it is crazy to go into that stuff because you find out that you know your your great great grandpa owned like a slave light. <laughs> then, uh, oh, yeah, it, it it and you feel like it's like on the one hand it's like oh god this is shameful and the other hand it's like what, what could I have done about this? Like, it's like, yeah, it's like oh man, a heritage, but. Um, I mean, the only thing I know about my family history is diabetes, so... <laughs> Di- diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. Heart yeah, disease and racists. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the number two exports from the Sweeten family. Um, all right, the next question. What, who is your favorite Disney princess and why? Don't look at Tim, me. Tim, once again, we're going to start with you. We'll start with By you. the way, I can only see the top of Matt's head and the top of Richie's head. <laughs> all right. I can't see Sean Well, someone all. else answer the question. I'll fix the, the, the camera. All right. Favorite Disney princess? I would have to say Princess Leia. Boom. That's cheating. Yeah, She's that's technically a princess. Yeah, okay. Oh, this, I'm no. that technical. Uh, for a legitimate answer, um, based on movie alone, I'd, I'd probably go with Moana. Mm, that was a good movie. That's a really good movie. Mm. Solid. I'll probably go with Belle. I was really into Beauty and the Beast when I was little. Please right. stop shaking the junk in the camera. <laughs> Tim, nobody knows that. You can't say it. And I have to edit that out of the show. Bullshit. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, right, so Beauty, Belle's, Belle's good. Yeah. But it's just, when you think about the favorite Disney princess, you also think about like the, the issues that princess had and 
Oh, do I really want to acknowledge uh, Stockholm Syndrome as being my favorite Disney princess? Yeah, listen, I'm not saying that Belle is the least problematic princess. I'm saying that as a child, I loved her. And that music freaking bops. Yeah, to this it's true. Day. Uh, you know, I would say the best music is Lion King. The best music is probably the Lion King. Yeah. Um, so there, my favorite Disney princess is Nyla. There we go. Nyla? Nyla. 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 What are you doing? It's Nyla. You fucking noob. Get out of here. Um, I guess, boy, a favorite Disney princess, like, Tiana. I'm going to go with Princess Tiana, because Tiana is self-sufficient. Like, it's not oh, only, yeah. because, because, and, like, that was a, that was a good film. Uh, speaking of great music, fantastic music mm-hmm. in Princess and the Frog. But, I, like, this is a legitimate like in the other ones, you get like princes who are born into wealth, are born into to royalty in some form or fashion, are trying to reclaim the throne. And she's legitimately her princess ship is just hey, there's this prince, kissed him, frog now, kind of sucks, <laughs> but I still just want to have my Creole restaurant. And and like I love that. Like it's like hey, I'm I'm literally working. Like it's it's a literal Drake song started from the bottom. Now the whole team fucking here. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going with Tiana for that reason. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cinderella. I've just I loved Cinderella when I was growing up. That's another uh, one. That's another the music like it was, was great, mm-hmm. especially for kids. Cinderella, Cinderella, blah 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 da, da. There, yeah. were, there was someone. There's somebody who has a radio show out in Pittsburgh on the X. Who used to go to Duquesne. Abby Krenzer, who just made a, had a big post about this and how she had to explain to her daughter that Cinderella, like that. Oh well, Cinderella just got you know. You know, she just got wailed into the, the throne, and she just like met a prince, and therefore she got to save her life and everything like that. And like the the, the original message of Cinderella being, oh well, the only way you can get out of your situation is if a man comes and rescues mm-hmm. you. But really, it's that Cinderella kept receipts. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn because, right. <laughs> like the, the 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 glass slipper breaks, she has the slipper like waiting. She's like, listen. She went out there, she did everything she was supposed to, and when somebody tried to con her out of what was rightfully hers, she's like, nuh-uh, here's what I got. Like, that's a great pick. <laughs> yeah. What I love is the original, like, the original stories that all of these are based on. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the, in the original story for it, like, one of the stepsisters, like, cut her toes off mm-hmm. to try to get her feet mm-hmm. to fit in the glass slipper. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, like, just people kept doing crazy yeah, shit a, like that. And I'm like, I, oh, my God. I think it was the Brothers Grimm rewrote it. And also, a fun fact about that is that it comes from a French story. And originally, the slipper was a fur slipper. But they mistranslated it to glass. Because oh. I think, like, the words are so similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fur and glass. Yeah. So, it was like, it was like a... A slipper made out of squirrels or something. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's like stuff. that's like Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. When she becomes human, everything hurts when she walks because she's not used to that feeling of her feet like touching the ground. Mm-hmm. That it's she's just writhing in agony, and uh, Ursula ends up marrying King Eric because like. Yeah. She can't talk and she can't walk. Like, <laughs> we can all we can all agree. Can we all agree at this point that by modern sensibilities, the Disney version of the Little Mermaid is like the worst princess, or at least the worst <clears throat> message to send. Yes, yeah. because it's give up all of your autonomy for a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and don't talk. That. He's only interested in you for your looks, and that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I think yeah, Cinderella is probably the worst one. I mean, no, no, Cinderella's not the worst one. It's it, it can be argued that it's not great either, but Ariel's definitely the worst yeah. one. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? Honorable mentions? People we haven't uh, mentioned? Uh, Mulan. 
Mulan, she's, she's yeah, not technically solid. a princess, but maybe has the best. She might be the most self-sufficient because she's. Ah, uh, what a dope princess. I know. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Like, that movie is on... I remember... I've seen that movie more as an adult than I ever did as a kid. Yeah. And I'm, I'm better off I didn't. It. I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid as much as I do now. I was like, oh my god. And it's just such a good story. Yeah. And yeah. Eddie Murphy crushing it as I know! Too. This is debatably, <laughs> like, his second or third, like, last good role. It was like that and Donkey from yeah. Shrek. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pumped for the uh, live-action Mulan. Like, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're making a bunch of good moves, you know, casting actual Asian people. Yeah, to for be. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently that was a problem. Hmm. Yeah. Who knew? Um, all right. The next question is the same one because I picked up the same uh, piece <laughs> of paper. Uh, the next question What is the most childish thing you still do? I know this one. I still wave my hands in front of the automatic doors pretending I have the force. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Like, I, I always feel powerful. I'm always like, and it opens up, and I walk through, and then I go like, and it closes behind me. <laughs> oh, this is hard. I run down the stairs and up the stairs all the time. Me too. S- it pretend I pretend like I'm an animal. Sometimes you go all four. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do, I do that. That's absolutely it. Stairs, I do it up math stairs all the fucking time. Stairs are just one other thing slowing me from the next thing in my day. <laughs> you, you, are, you are the loudest so person well, I've yes. ever heard on stairs. You are preceded by a cacophony every time you come like, downstairs. Like, when Matt says he runs downstairs, he's not kidding. Like, he kind of tumbles downstairs. I believe like, my, the way my, fr- my old roommate Keegan King referred to it is that you... Kaz takes stairs like a champ is is the exact wording and I I I've got nothing to like, counter it. Like you have that glass window in front of your second floor stairs. It was for me. It's yeah, it's it's like that plexiglass that won't break. Well it's a, it's so a tempered you, glass yeah. so that it won't like slice me to pieces yeah. when I one day careen out. Because you were just gonna trip and then just roll yep. and then just Okay, I'm alright. So what it wasn't for me being drunk and falling down your stairs? Miraculously, no. Yes. I'm more worried about my deck with you. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and shower curtains. And, uh, well, yeah. and any any logs that you have underneath there? Uh, yeah, we, we don't have a cord of wood underneath our... So we're referring to a time when Tim uh, enjoyed... <laughs> Uh, do we? I guess this, this is the this appropriate is time fault. to talk about Das Horn. Das Horn. Uh, yeah, Tim, do, do you want to take this one or do you want me to do it? No, I got this one. All right. Uh, so, one of my Christmas presents is three, four years ago? About that. Something like that. At one of Matt's annual Christmas parties, or holiday season parties, whatever you want to call it, Matt got me this wonderful, elegant Dosshorn drinking horn. And I thought it was amazing. So immediately, I put all the drinks that I possibly could into it. Uh, the beers went down fine, and then I decided to make a Jameson and ginger. Mm-hmm. That was a that was the bad decision because it was like ninety percent Jameson with a splash of ginger, and I drank that very quickly because it was delicious. Your ratios, everybody's ratios do tend to get skewed as the night goes on. Like, and, yeah. and also when you're pouring into a horn and a horn, <laughs> yeah. drinking it's, it's horn. a cone, and you're like, well, it's not that much at the bottom, so I got to put more yeah. in it. So then I put way. It wasn't called like dos moderation. Like it was... <laughs> New. That that party uh, specifically was a was a mess. Yes, because you got you got so drunk mm-hmm. and uh, threw up off the deck. And Re- Rebecca the got so drunk. Yeah, 
was a banner uh, year for shorts. Oh yeah, it was, was a that, banner was that a year. Jorts or was that a that was a, that was a jorts. jorts. Yeah, that was a jorts. Yeah. Um, so Tim, Tim uh, enjoyed enjoyed Das Horn a little bit too much, and uh, we had so we had a cord of wood sitting underneath the deck at the house that I used to live at with my good friend David Bennett, um, <laughs> which is another story in and of itself. But uh, most of the wood was. Um, I don't know if it was rendered useless, but nobody wanted to use that wood <laughs> anymore. Like, we weren't like that wasn't the first Oops. one coming up for the fire pit. Um, yeah, it was it was not fantastic. But so Das Horn has had a, a has been in limited rotation since then, right? Yeah, because Martha kills me every time I mention it. Like she just stares daggers at me, and I die. Shout out to Martha, uh, who is hopefully listening to this and, and just like reeling at the thought of Das Horn being back in our life. <laughs> Love you, honey. Um. Drink, uh, use Das Horn for brose instead of the wine glass. Yeah, you could. That would be legit. I wouldn't be able to keep track of where my glass... This is already glass number two, guys. We're taking Tim! (laughs) No. All right, all right. I'm pacing myself. I finished glass one. I'm waiting until we get ready to sign off. Yeah, and again, I have to drive home. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that is too. Uh, Browns... Right, I'm a mess. I get it. The Browns 2018 football season. Thoughts, feelings, jokes. It's their year. (laughs) For what? Wait, what are what are what's their record right now? Uh, so what are they? They're like two, three, and one. I want to say. Oh my God! This yeah. is their year. This is it, man. <laughs> this is so two f- and a half friggin' wins, man. Which is uh, more than they've had in the last three years. Yes, so. yes, absolutely. Well, look, by game three, they had a better record than the Patriots. That's all I gotta say. It's true. I think yeah. it was game. They have better record than the Giants right now. I love the Browns. <laughs> yes, unironically, I've been on their side. Since day 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it is such a... Right on right in time for their, like, 1-31 in 31 last two exactly. seasons. Exactly. Well, no, my so my dad is from uh, Columbus. Okay. So he was a huge fan of the Steelers and the Browns because they were uh, proximal and nobody likes the Bengals. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, yep. So I've always been a fan of the Browns, but it's they're, it's such an, a compelling underdog story because they're so bad. It's it's this, it's the antithesis of the Patriots or the Yankees where it's these dynasty teams that are so good and I don't care about them. That's not an interesting story if the Patriots win another Super Bowl. And Jake will be upset cuz he my my stepson's a huge Patriots fan. Yeah. For some again, unknown again, reason. You really blew it on this I know. Show. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but yeah, it's he always gets mad at me because I'm like I I honestly don't care if they win because it isn't it isn't a good story. Right, a good team wins is not a headline. Yeah, you've seen, you've seen Brady and Belichick, you know, hundreds of thousands of times at this point. Yeah, exactly. I am all in on the Browns. Um, so on my on my <clears throat> my other podcast, uh, <laughs> the the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast, I've gotten into a lot of arguments with my co-host Eddie, who's a big Steelers fan and thinks that Baker Mayfield, the the quarterback for the Browns, was a huge mistake as a draft pick. And I'm all in on Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to be awesome. So as a result, just to just to spite him, I am all in on the Browns and I'm all in on Baker Mayfield. And I I, th- I legitimately think b- between the the defensive ability that they've the defensive guys that they've got with Miles Garrett and the defense and with with the way Baker Mayfield's played over the first 6 weeks or so, 7 weeks, they're going to be good in like 2 years. Yeah. And this year they're not the worst team in Madden. No. So that's <laughs> no, they're I mean, not. saying something. They're not cuz they got talent moving up in the world. Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, Tim, your in-depth analysis of the Browns' uh, offensive strategy. Yep. <laughs> Sounds Done. good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Any other thoughts on the Browns? 
They they're going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm just calling it. They're going. They're not going to win, but they're going. I think that's uh, that's you're overstepping a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I would I would like to I I wish they would because that would be such a good uh, that'd be such a good story. It's the same. Like it was so nice when the Eagles won. Like I think even if I wasn't from Philly. I would still be super stoked that they won because yeah. they hadn't ever won before. Yeah, and the Browns have been terrible since Jim Brown played for them. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been brutal. And and to, for the Philly point, I think if the Browns ever did make the Super Bowl, you'd have everybody on board except for whoever was. Yeah, you know, and, like, even, and even was, them, and even the people that were against would probably be like, "Well, if the Browns at least win, the Browns, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least it's, it's not the Eagles." No, it was yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Pretty much. The last question in this round: What Halloween costume are you most proud of? I got this one. All right, Tim. So, like, five, four or five years ago, Martha and I did Peter Pan and Peter Pan Shadow, and it was super on point. So, explain how this worked out. So, Martha was Peter Pan, just, like, throw on some green tights, get a really big green shirt, and, like, cut it open so it looks like a tunic or whatever. She made a hat out of, like, felt or something, and then I already had two, like, black skin suits for whatever for many costumes and outfits and stuff. So I already had that, and then I just made a black tunic, black hat, and I just kept mimicking her at uh, the party we were at, and it was just great. That's a really good idea. And it it, it made me think, because you mentioned the tunic thing, and the first thing I thought of was like a future one should be her as Link and you as Navi, where you just walk around with her the whole time, and just (laughs) as she's talking, hey, listen, Watch out! <laughs> Scream at her wouldn't the whole annoy night. the fuck out of me, I'd be all about it. Um, I'm, so, I'm honestly the most proud of the one I did last year, uh, where I went as a bad mime. Which is when I dressed up as a mime and just talked all night. Um, that was dope. It was, it was, like, honestly, I, I can't think of another one since then. Andrew WK was a decent one, that too. That was a good one. But, um, but I'm, I'm going with my bad mime costume. Um, for me, it's surprisingly, I'm never really costumed for Halloween, even though I'm the only one here who does... I say, this seems right like, up your alley. Yeah, because yeah. I've, I've done, I've cosplayed before, I've cosplayed as, like, Gluttony from Full Metal Alchemist, I was a chemist from Final Fantasy Tactics, um, what else was I? was yeah, E. Honda from Street Fighter. That's bonkers. Oh, that's a good one. Um, that is, yeah. And I... I like it. Even still, I still have the... the I guess the skin, the outer layer of it, of a Snorla- Snorlax uh, mascot costume. Hmm. But I don't have the innards and I don't have the head anymore because I, I threw those away because they were falling apart. But my most proud, the most proud I've been of any costumes probably would be my sheet ghost. The sheet ghost? Or like the Charlie I, Brown sheet ghost? Like I got a sheet and it, I happened to accidentally buy a fitted sheet so I had to cut the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. So I cut the bottom, and not only did I cut the bottom, but I like I tore it up too to make it like look scraggly. Mm-hmm. And I cut out eye holes, and I sewed inside of it with a uh, a black screen. And I cut a slit for their mouth, so that like I could fit a straw through it, so I could see out, but no one could see in. And I wore black pants and black sneakers, and like stood out in the dark in this white sheet. And people were like, "That's the best costume ever." I was like. It cost me three dollars. That loved is a it. dope costume. I'll give you that. I mean, it's yeah. As long as everyone knows you're going for a ghost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just don't be two point eight. Yeah. It was, I made ghost. sure. I made sure I laid flat on my head. Yeah. And... Very rounded edges. <laughs> a very curvy ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean. Uh, oh, I was. I was pretty. 
I thought my costume last year was probably the most in-depth costume, and because I, I was Cecil from Welcome to Night. <laughs> yeah, Show, and that was probably my best in terms of effort. But my favorite costume I was. Uh, I was middle-aged Harry Potter like two years ago, so I just wore like like a robe and jorts and of, like an old bent wand that I had. That was a good one. I was proud of that one, but I think last year Cecil from Welcome to Night Vale was my best one. Your Cecil last year was good, but I think last year I went to one Halloween party. I went to yours and I wasn't dressed up, and I went to another one and I dressed up as Kevin Smith. Uh, that's a that's a good pair. I, I put on a pair of jorts and I borrowed a friend's hockey jersey, like a gigantic just, devil's yeah. jersey or something. Yeah. It wasn't even a devil's jersey; it was just a regular hockey jersey. That's, Tim, who, was it you or Martha who went as Nickelback last year? Oh, that was all me. That was you. Okay, and it took so long to explain to fucking everyone. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get it at first. Explain <laughs> it to the listeners. All right. So, more or less, th- there was multiple parts of this costume, but the primary part was a T-shirt. That I glued a bunch of nickels on my back in the shape of NB, put a Canadian nickel in the middle just for good measure, and then I had a, a, a picture frame with a funny picture of Matt in it, and I just kept going up to people and be like, look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. I don't get it. Fuck you guys. I don't understand. It was perfect. Is it Seether? <laughs> No, it was a uh, it was bull for my Valentine. Uh, um, I, I believe I'm gonna double check, but I think that's all the, the level one questions that we had. I don't think we yeah we didn't skip anybody. Most interesting person in an extended family. Uh, we do have a sponsor for this episode. Ooh, Ooh sponsor! Yeah. So this week's uh, show is brought to you by Giving Up. Tired of working around your boss's demands while completing an assignment? Bumping up against writer's block halfway through the novel you always told yourself you'd write? Struggling to find the missing what's a jigger to finish building yet another piece of crappy Swedish furniture for your new apartment? Well, struggle no more. Giving Up is a brand new service from the makers of Sour Grapes Jelly and Rationalizing, the board game. Simply call one of our experienced procrastination experts to get all the help and guidance you need to just call it a day and leave your home or office in a state of disarray. With giving up, you don't need to have to acknowledge your lack of discipline or your unwillingness to learn new life skills. Our specialists will come out to your home or office and keep your half-assed tasks out of their line of sight, giving you a clear conscience to binge-watch Nailed It or scream at a bunch of tweens while playing Fortnite. It's like that Range Rover you bought as a fixer-upper six months ago isn't even in the garage with every tool you own scattered underneath it. Plus, call in the next 30 minutes for our brand new justification service. Let our experts explain to your significant others, friends, family, or coworkers that you just need a little time to recharge, and that this was more of a long-term project anyway, and that you might get back to it when, quote, things calm down a bit, unquote. So whether your ambitions were bigger than your proverbial stomach, or you just can't deal with an adult life after watching your favorite football team blow a 17-0 lead in the fourth quarter to a mediocre opponent that just lost to the fucking Washington racist names last week, just to name a complete hypothetical, give us a call today. Or tomorrow. Giving up. Sure. Just keep telling yourself all that. Another high-quality sponsor. <laughs> I, w- I would clap, but I'm trying to look up something <clears throat> on Facebook for you. <laughs> <laughs> Always has his eyes on the prize, Rich Sweet. <laughs> Um, so that, that's going to do it for episode 2-1 of the, uh, of the Brose podcast. Anybody have any final thoughts before we move on? Uh, make sure that if you're listening to this, the week it comes out, next week, you go vote. Yes. <laughs> I don't care who you're voting for. Yeah. 
Just fucking vote. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. it. Yeah. I care. Not necessarily who you vote for, but make an informed vote. Yes. Yeah. Do some do research. Do at least, yes. like, a minute. Uh, don't a just be like, whatever, of, of, all of Democrats, all Republicans. Do a little bit of research. Isidewith.com is an incredible resource. Please <laughs> use it. It's a great resource. Cannot stress that enough. Good for presidential elections, but also good for, for congressional and some local races. Agreed. Please use it. Hey, everybody. Sean from the future here. Just busting in for a quick sec. To let you know that while we were recording this episode, an email address got set up so that if you want to submit any questions or topics of a conversation, you totally can now. So uh, that email address is brosequestions at gmail.com. That's B-R-O-S-E-Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. So if you have any questions you want us to address or topics of conversation that you want to hear four dudes talk about... Uh, that's email address again is brosequestions at gmail.com. I understand why Matt does all the promos now because this is hard as crap. This is my third time trying to uh, get that together, and it's gone on for way too long now. So now to get back to our regularly scheduled sign-offs. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznell. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Tim! Follow me at, at Tim R. Hansen. It's spelled like mba. Just go with it. <laughs> sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at hey it's sob, and you can follow me on Twitter at uh, b underscore walnuts. You can follow Brose on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast, and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Brose podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud where you can get each episode as soon as it is available. Um, we're working on some other platforms as well, but uh, for now, make sure to follow us on SoundCloud. And uh, that's going to do it until episode 2-2. This is Matt Casnell for Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, and Mr. Richard Thomas Sweetin. <laughs> saying have a great night and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Happy Halloween. Woo! Spooky! <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> or best. <laughs>